I'm Eric Gorris, and this is the Making Business Fun podcast. On this podcast, we believe that running a business should be fun, and it becomes fun when we prevent the situations and circumstances that make it unfun. Today's topic is startup costs. What's it going to take to get your doors open? Before we start, you know that I'm a business coach, and if you need some coaching, I'd be happy to work with you. Visit ericgorris.com or shoot me an email at eric at ericgorris.com. I'm here. One thing, though, this podcast is nothing like coaching. This podcast is all about explaining, whereas coaching is a collaborative conversation between coach and client. We get into all the crazy great stuff that goes on in a business owner's mind, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Then we work it all out and make it beneficial and beautiful and fun. So this is Startup Costs, episode 105 of the Making Business Fun podcast, Date and place of production, March 13th, 2022, Miami Beach. I'm your host, Eric Gorris. Let's get started. Okay, well, the very first distinction that we should make is the idea of startup costs. Today, we are going to be talking about startup costs, but we're not talking the costs of having a startup. Rather, we're talking about the cost, the number, the, the amount of dollars it's going to take for you to start up your business get your doors open. That's the kind of startup costs we're talking about today. And absolutely, one of the least fun things about owning a business is having money troubles, cash flow problems. Truly, not having enough money, not making enough money, or not being profitable enough to keep your business going is very, very not fun. Today, we're going to take a look at two very specific sets of numbers. First, we're going to take a look at the costs to start your business. These are the costs, the money you must spend to get your doors open. The second set of numbers that we're going to look at is the monthly operational costs, overhead, and your sales break-even point. That is, how much stuff you need to sell every day, week, or month to be profitable. Being profitable, of course, has a direct effect on how long you stay in business. Generally speaking, businesses that make lots of profit stick around for a long time, and businesses that don't make profit don't last that long. This is quickly going to feel like it's getting complicated, but I promise you it is not. In fact, in an effort to keep things not complicated and fun, I've gone ahead and prepared a pretty awesome spreadsheet template to help you calculate both of these costs. And I would urge you to go grab yourself a copy of the spreadsheet because it's going to make things a whole lot easier for you. You can find the spreadsheet at ericgorris.com slash resources. I'll tell you right now, when you go to get the spreadsheet, you are going to be asked to join my mailing list. I would encourage you to do so because I'm not going to spam you and anything I send to you in the future is only going to be helpful. And always, there's going to be an unsubscribe link at the bottom of every email. So that's your like ultimate escape hatch and fast way out. So yeah, go get yourself a copy of the spreadsheet, ericgorris.com slash resources, open it up on your computer and take a good look at it while we discuss the topic of today's podcast startup costs, and the costs of sustaining operations. As you've heard me say before, and as with almost everything in business, there is a process. So often, those who are not familiar with running a small business think that running a small business is some combination of a magic trick and dumb fool luck. That's not the case at all. These are typically the same people that assume an airplane pilot is up front in the cockpit, constantly juggling levers, paddles, steering wheels, and buttons in some sort of chaotic frenzy to keep the plane in the air. Nothing could be further from the truth. 
In fact, almost all aspects of the business can be boiled down to some very simple rules, processes, and tasks that when executed in the proper way and in the proper order, will lead to a well-running, well-organized, well-understood, profitable, and fun business to run. And the process here is very simple, and it's a fast four steps. I'll run through them very quickly now. Step one, we add up all of the startup expenses. Step two, we add up all of the assets that you'll need to purchase to get your doors open. Step three, we're going to add up all your ongoing monthly expenses, otherwise known as overhead. And then finally, step four, we are going to calculate the amount of sales revenue that you must exceed to keep the doors open, otherwise known as your break-even point. We're going to do all of this on a spreadsheet in categories, and I've already taken the liberty of putting a bunch of sample cost assets and expenses into the spreadsheet. You're going to want to use some of the categories and items that I've put in the spreadsheet, and you're going to also want to delete out some others, and you're going to want to add some others of your own. If you are unclear on how to add rows and remove rows and otherwise goof around in a spreadsheet, it would behoove you to do a quick Google search on spreadsheet basics because working a spreadsheet is a good thing for a business owner to know how to do. Anyway, in this spreadsheet, you're going to be asked to put in a bunch of numbers. Some of these numbers you're going to know outright, like your rent, you probably already know that, and others you may have to make an educated guess upon, such as the electric bill. And other numbers still will be estimates from a third party. For example, you may have an estimate of $500 to put a sign on the front of your store, but you know that that's an estimate and it could go up or it could go down. Don't be scared to make educated guesses. Don't be scared to use estimates. You don't have to get all of these numbers exactly 100% right right now. We're really just trying to construct a good look at what these costs might be. But hey, when you're guessing and estimating, here's a tip. Be conservative. When you're plugging in these numbers, the expenses, I'm going to encourage you to assume that things are going to be a little bit more expensive than you think. Even if the expense is an estimate from a trusted vendor, it's probably safe to assume that the actual work may wind up costing you just a little bit more. 10%, 20%, those are probably safe cost overrun amounts. And then when it comes to the sales figures, I'm going to encourage you to be conservative. If you think your business is going to bring in $100 a day or $1,000 a day, I'm going to encourage you to use $75 a day or $750 in your estimates just to give yourself a little wiggle room for error and to keep things relatively safe. There's a very well-known and well-understood phenomenon out there that tricks business planners into underestimating their costs and overestimating their revenues. It's known as the planning fallacy. And it says that not only do we overestimate the awesomeness, we also simultaneously underestimate just how much we're overestimating. Don't fall into the trap. The first set of dollars and cents that we are going to concern ourselves with are the dollar costs required to get the doors open. These costs fall into two clear categories. The first category is startup expenses, and the second category is assets to purchase. And as a quick note, as you are toying around with the setting up of your business, you're going to want to make a bunch of lists of these expenses and be adding them up and being aware of their costs and totals and so on and so forth. That makes perfect sense. You can go ahead and use the spreadsheet that I prepared for you, which is going to make it very easy for you, or you can create a spreadsheet all of your own. Which is better, using my spreadsheet or making one of your own? Well, on one hand, if you use mine, it's going to be very quick to use and easy to get started. On the other hand, if you create your very own spreadsheet from scratch, it's going to take a little bit more time 
but it could be a little bit better suited to the exact kind of business you're trying to set up. And the other advantage to creating your own spreadsheet from scratch is that you will have a very good understanding of how your spreadsheet works, its calculations, its formulas, its organization, and its structure. And then, of course, there's nothing wrong with downloading my spreadsheet, taking a good look at how it works, its formulas, and so on and so forth, and then creating your own from scratch based on mine, based on someone else's. That's totally cool and often a really good way to get started. And yet, if you want to grab a yellow legal pad and a calculator and a pen and a pencil and go at it from there, that's perfectly fine too. That's totally acceptable and often a really easy way to get the thinking out of your head and onto paper. So-called back-of-the-envelope pencil and calculator work is a lot of times a real quick way to figure out what's going on with your business. And even the simplest calculations are better than no calculations. Okay, so let's get into the first two categories. The first one is startup expenses. And the other one is assets. Reminder, an expense is a cost that a company pays to operate, whereas an asset is a long-term, tangible thing that a business owns and uses for business operations and to facilitate sales revenue. If you pay a $300 fee to a lawyer to make your company a totally legal LLC, well, that's a one-time startup expense that has to be paid and does not produce a tangible asset. It's paying for a service. The $300 doesn't buy the legalization of the company. It buys the time that the lawyer is using to form your company. Another example, a $50 filing fee for a business license is a one-time startup expense as well. Again, the $50 does not buy you the license. It's the fee for applying the license. The $50 is an expense. The second category of startup costs is, in fact, assets, assets that you have to purchase. Typical assets are things like your company's, I don't know, delivery scooters, cash registers, the shelves, and also the inventory that you need to buy to start your business. One key distinction about assets is that assets wind up listed on the company's balance sheet, whereas startup expenses don't. In the case of the startup cost spreadsheets that I've prepared, I have broken my startup expenses into five categories. Those categories are as follows. Number one, business formation costs. Number two, physical costs. Number three, sales and marketing costs. Number four, one-time operating costs. And number five, miscellaneous and other costs. And now is probably a good time to remind you that all of this information will be posted in the show notes on the Making Business Fun podcast episode 105 blog post at ericgoris.com. So there's no need to take notes unless you want to, but if you're driving, you don't have to. You can find it all at the website. So five categories of these startup costs, business formation costs, physical costs, sales and marketing costs, one-time costs, and miscellaneous costs. Going quickly into each of these one by one very quickly, business formation costs include things like um, things associated with actually forming the business. Usually things like fees paid to a lawyer to set up the company, as we just talked about, fees paid for licenses and permits, fees paid to an accounting firm to set you up in QuickBooks, and so on and so forth. Category two, physical costs. This includes the physical stuff that you have to do to your place of business to get it ready to open the doors. This includes all costs related to renovating, fixing up, or building out, or otherwise rejuvenating the space in which you're going to be doing business, as well as the work permits required to do that work. You got to put in a dressing room? Well, that's a build-out cost, and it goes right here. 
Now, category three, sales and marketing. Of course, you're going to need some things in the sales and marketing department to get your business started. These are expenses like, well, your brand development, logo design, and all that jazz. I don't know, takeout menus, menu designs, business cards, brochures, whatever. And also, the sales and marketing category is going to include the build-out of your website. And on that topic, for those of you who need a business website to be set up very quickly, very easily, and quite inexpensively, consider checking out our good friends at Up In A Day, a company that specializes in very quick custom websites for new businesses that are just getting started. We talked a bunch about them in episode 104 of the Making Business Fun podcast on brand building blocks. You can find them at www.upinaday.info. Next category is one-time operating costs. These include things like deposits that you pay the landlord, deposits you pay to the city utilities, for example. And the last category is miscellaneous and other. And of course, this category is exactly that. If you have other costs that are expenses and not assets, then you can put them here in the miscellaneous and other category. Okay, now get all those numbers in there and total it all up. And then let's move on to step two in the process, making a list of all the stuff, the assets that we need to purchase to get the doors open. Now we have five categories here also. The first category is real estate expenses, trucks, and automobiles. If you're going to buy, uh, buy a building, buy a storefront, or big, huge things like cars, trucks, or even delivery scooters for your business, then here is where you list these items. If you're buying a big Nissan delivery van for 30000 bucks, then this is where you list the 30000 bucks. Quick note, though, if you're leasing that van, then the down payment would go here, and the monthly payments would go into the monthly operating expenses that we're going to be talking about just a little bit later. Same if you are mortgaging the property you are purchasing. If you're mortgaging the property, the down payment goes here, and the mortgage payments go into the monthly expenses, again, which we'll be talking about in a little bit. All right, that's category one, real estate, trucks, and auto. Category two, furniture and fixtures. This is going to include all the furniture and fixtures that go into your business location. This is going to include counters, shelves, racks, light fixtures, booths, tables, water coolers, and all the other hard assets that go into your business. Category three, equipment and machinery. This is going to include computers, point of sale system, calculators, and all the other equipment and machines that you need to run your business. At a restaurant, this is going to be uh, also an oven and a refrigerator. At a warehouse, it's going to be, I don't know, carts and forklifts. At a hair salon, (laughs) I don't know, uh, blow dryers and clippers. Now, category four, inventory and supplies. This is the stuff that you're going to need on the shelves available for your customers to buy on day one. If you're doing retail, then for example, these are all your t-shirts and jeans. If you're doing a restaurant, then this is all of your unprepared food, the steaks and fishes. If you're a shoe store, then this is all the shoes sitting in the boxes in the back room waiting to get sold. This also includes supplies. Yes, this is where your scotch tape and everything else goes as well. In the last category, category five, miscellaneous and other. Again, this is the catch-all where whatever other hard assets you need to purchase, they go right here. Like if for some reason you had to purchase a, I don't know, a saltwater aquarium and more fishes and rocks and castles and whatever, I guess that would be a good use of miscellaneous expense and you would put it right here. And there you have it. Now you have a big, big handy list of all the things you need to spend money on to get your doors open. Pretty cool, huh? I will say at this point, you may be looking at that number 
and thinking, oh man, that's a that's an awful lot of money. But don't worry. Soon we're going to be looking at the revenues and profits, and that will bring things more into perspective. And oh my God, don't you all of a sudden just feel so prepared and business person-like with your spreadsheets and numbers and stuff. It's cool, right? You're cool. Monthly operating expenses. Operating expenses are the expenses required to imagine this, operate your business. Before now, all of our costs have been sort of the one-time startup costs, but these monthly expenses are recurring and they recur specifically related to operating the business month after month for the life of the business. Like a perfect example is rent. Now, as for these monthly recurring operating expenses, there are basically five quick categories, and they are facilities, personnel, what I call moving and shaking, operations, and our old pal, miscellaneous. In the first category of monthly operating expenses, facilities, Expenses are going to include things like rent, utilities, insurance, telephones, internet, etc. Category number two, personnel, is going to include things like payroll, the owner's straw, and any bonuses that you may be paying out to your people. Category three, moving quickly, I call it moving and shaking, and it encompasses things like transportation costs, gas, tolls, postage, shipping, and expenses generally associated with getting things on the move. Category four, operations, includes a good bit of back office kind of stuff, such as legal and accounting fees, advertising and marketing expenses, and debt repayment. Yeah, you heard me, debt repayment. Quick note, if you have borrowed money to open this business and you are required to make a monthly payment on that loan, then that amount goes right here as an operations expense under the title debt repayment. And then, of course, Category 5, the last one, miscellaneous and other. Feel free to stuff whatever other junk you have as a monthly operating expense in right here. Like, for example, adding more salt to that saltwater aquarium and fish food and plants and so on and so forth. Add up all of these monthly operating expenses in all their little operating expense categories and you will arrive at a total number that will determine what it's going to cost to keep your business operating. We can call this operating expenses, but since they are not directly tied to the things that you're selling, for example, the t-shirts on the racks, this number also represents your overhead. One thing to consider when you're getting started is how many months of operating expenses you would like to have in the bank in reserve at the time that you open the doors. Knowing that you're not going to have a bazillion customers on day one, it is often advisable to have a little cushion money sitting around. The professors say it's smart to stash six months of operating expenses and keep that waiting around for problems. And they were getting proved right just when the pandemic came around and closed everyone up for six months. But it's expensive enough opening a business without having a six-month cushion. So the key question, can you open your business with less than six months of monthly operating expenses being held in reserve? Of course you can. And it's done all the time. But it makes things a little bit more complicated, a little bit stressful, and a little bit less fun. It can get stressful if the money is real tight all the time. So the thing is, see if you can operate with a few months of money in the bank. See if you can swing maybe four months of reserve or three months or two months. 
any little extra money, any other little cushion to be set aside for unforeseen problems. Break-even points. The break-even point is the amount of sales that your business must do on an hour, day, week, or month, or even year, yearly basis, for your business to break even. And breaking even, to be clear, is the point at which your company is generating enough sales revenue to be profitable. If your sales are above the break-even point, then congratulations, your business is making money. If your sales are below your break-even point, then you need to watch out because you're losing money. And of course, you look at break-evens on many different timescales because it's very possible that you can be operating below break-even on a few days of the week and then operating above break-even on other days of the week and then ending up above or below break-even for the overall week. For example, many bars and restaurants operate below break-even on Mondays and Tuesdays, and then they operate wildly above break-even on Fridays and Saturdays, the busy days. And then they average it all together, and then at the end of the week, they add it all up and they're breaking even or they aren't. So when we calculate your break-even points, we're going to be doing so on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis so that you have a few different time frames to look at it. Now we're going to start with monthly break-even figures, and we're starting with monthly because we have just in the last section calculated what our monthly ongoing expenses are going to be. And to get to that monthly break-even point, all we do is take the total ongoing monthly expenses and multiply that by the profit margin. For example, if our operating expenses are $100 a month and our profit margin is 50%, then that means we must sell $200 worth of merchandise to cover the operating monthly expenses. And if we must sell $200 a month to cover our overhead and be profitable, then we can quickly take that and divide that number by the number of weeks in the month or the number of days we're open within the month to get to our weekly and daily sales break-even points. And of course, you want to know your break-even points. The reason you want to know that is so that you can set clear sales goals for the days and weeks and months that your business is operating. In our example above, with $100 a month in operating expenses and a 50% profit margin, we know that we need to sell $200 a month worth of merchandise to break even. And that translates to $50 a week to break even. And if we're open, say, six days a week, that's 24 days and therefore $8 a day to break even. Now, of course, these are all based on relatively low numbers, $100. That's not very many businesses are going to be able to operate on just $100 a month. Your numbers are going to be much higher, but they'll still break out. And then we find ourselves saying, okay, well, here my little retail restaurant must do $500 a day to break even or $1,000 a day to break even, or my restaurant must do $4,000 a day to break even. Once you know these numbers, then you always know where you are in terms of above or below profitability on a daily, weekly, monthly operating basis. The total, the total, total, the final startup expenses total. In the end, we want to get, at the end of today's exercise, we want to get to a figure that represents the total amount of cash that you need to have on hand to get your business started. This is going to require a little bit of addition and a little bit of multiplication and a little bit of division. The first thing we do 
is we go back to step one and we take the total startup expenses and we add that to your total startup assets to purchase. Those are the first two steps of the process that we did earlier today. Add the total startup expenses to the total assets to purchase. And that gives us the total cost to get your doors open to day one, minute one of your business. The next thing we take a look at are the ongoing monthly expenses. And then we think about how many months of reserve operating expenses you want to have in the bank. Earlier in this podcast, you'll remember, we talked about the wisdom of having six months of operating expenses on hand before you even open the door on day one. But for some people, that's going to be a little impossible. And businesses often open their doors with less than six months of cash on hand. So how many months of cash on hand do you want to have as a safety net? It's up to you. Let's say for this purpose, it's three months. So now you want to take your total monthly operating expenses and multiply that by three months. And that total, the three months of operating cash plus the startup expenses and the assets to purchase, that is the total it's going to require to get your business open. That is the total amount of cash you need to have on hand to get your business open. And like I said, this seems like an awful lot to absorb in the abstract. Even as I talk about it, it's somewhat confusing. But it's pretty easy to pick up visually. And that's why I would certainly advise you to go to ericgoris.com resources to get the spreadsheet that I spent like the entirety of all day yesterday putting together, which corresponds to this podcast, this episode, this Make Business Fun podcast, episode number 105. Looking at the spreadsheet, things are going to become crystal clear. So in short, here's how you calculate the total total. Take the startup expenses plus the startup assets to purchase, plus your ongoing monthly expenses multiplied by the number of months you want to have in reserve, add it all up, and you get the number that represents the stack of cash you need to have on hand to open your business. Now, additionally, we've done the work required to find your break-even point at the monthly, weekly, and daily level. So now, in addition to knowing what it's going to take to get your business open, you also know what you need to ring on the cash register to keep your business afloat. And having these numbers handy, it's really helpful in alleviating stress and knowing exactly where you are with regard to sales revenues. Now, your job from this point forward, once you've completed these spreadsheets, is to keep adjusting the numbers in the spreadsheets to see what happens to the bottom lines if things start getting really expensive, if your expenses are out of control, or if sales are really slow, start adjusting the major variables. Some people will take a spreadsheet and finish it, and then they'll duplicate it a few times, and they'll work the numbers in the best case scenario and worst case scenario, version one, best case, version two, worst case. The spreadsheet is definitely the place where you want to work out all these crazy scenarios and adjust things. This is where you're going to discover that you need to cut expenses or that you need to sell more or that you can't afford this or you can't afford that. You play with all that here because it's a lot less painful to discover how your business works and doesn't work here on paper before you're doing it in the real world with a whole bunch of money on the line. And as your costs, remember this, when you're doing this now, you're estimating, you're imagining what these things are going to cost in the future. But as your costs go from estimated to actual, right? We talked about the estimate for the $500 worth of sign. Once the vendor comes and actually does that work and gives you that bill and it's 450 bucks instead of 500, then go back and revise the numbers in your spreadsheet to represent the actual numbers as opposed to the estimates. Now, all this fussing around, and now you should have a pretty good set of operational models for all the money going into and circulating around your business. And having done your numbers, now you can pat yourself on the back and go forward in business with a much better understanding 
of how the actual business mechanics of your business will work. This is the benefit of having done the calculations and run the numbers. So I will say to you before we go, you owe yourself a little bit of a pat on the back. So nice work there, business owner. That's it for today's episode of the Making Business Fun podcast. Before you go, please hit subscribe. And hey, if you or someone like you is going to start a business or is already running one and needs a little help, send them my way. Why? Because I'm a small business coach and I'm on this planet to help small business owners make their businesses everything they want them to be, including fun. They can find me at www.ericgoris.com or they can email me directly, eric at ericgoris.com. The Making Business Fun podcast is authored and produced solely by yours truly, Eric Goris. The Making Business Fun podcast is a production of Eric Public Media, the Alaska Ice Corporation, and Acadia Growth. Thank you for listening, and we'll be speaking to you again very soon. Until then, relax, take a deep breath, and make it fun. And oh yeah, tell your friends. Oh, thank you.